This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. A golf betting podcast that's better than most. What he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. And now, here are your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good evening. Welcome to Plus Money Golf, the show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. Chris is here doing the real work, making sure the show is operational. We are presented by underdogfantasy.com. Enter code plus money, all one word, to double your deposit up to $100. Whole team is here this evening, Adam and Smitty. We're all chomping at the bit to talk about the Masters, I'm sure. So, Adam, why don't you update us on our performance, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about Augusta. Augusta. No, I don't even get into this week's event. It was rough. We had, we had looked lots, like potential. Of, lots of close calls. And then the guy that we just had no faith in comes out and just straight doms. But crazy. I th- most of the guys that we had picked got the raw end of the deal where they played late early. Yeah. And just you could tell on Saturday, if you watch the scoring from Friday, the guys that played nine on Friday and then got rained out and then played on Saturday, the scoring was just complete opposite. Guys were like, four over and then when they came back Saturday we're just lighting it up or Sunday yeah um like Hovland went on a tear uh, yeah he did Scotty went on a tear but there was a couple guys that were like three over and then the rain delay and then just lit it up I mean well it's just super frustrating to watch that yeah because it was all about when you were getting on the course yeah overall for the mm-hmm. entire weekend and you know you don't, you don't want to make excuses like that for guys, but at the same time, like the weather matters and, and we oh. got to see full throttle how much the ma- the weather matters. It, it was, I mean, tournament. we saw, we almost saw Tiger Woods die on the golf course. <laughs> I mean, Brooks and Hovland and Sam Bennett had like the ideal draw where we thought it was going to be bad for them mm-hmm. and they took complete advantage and Brooks was, I mean, he was pretty much unstoppable. It just kind of got yeah. cold, cold at the wrong time when Rom, you know, looked like he was kind of getting almost a case of the shanks. He had a few shots right, and then all of a sudden he writes the ship. And what I thought was the turning point was when uh, uh, Brooks missed about it must have been a five or six footer, and then Rom makes birdie, and then it seemed like the whole momentum just went one eighty on him. And then Brooks couldn't do anything after that. And Rom just stepped on him and kept stepping. It was a great tournament though. I mean, I thought the whole live PGA tour thing was kind of just squashed and made into be a big media scandal. And those, I mean, the live guys look like the ones that we thought were, would can played well, played well, except for Phil was the only surprise. I mean, Ugh, the guy hasn't shot a sub. He hasn't shot a sub 70 round one, I think once in the last 18 months. And then he does it twice. Sandbagging son of a bitch. He goes, played really good. And 71, think, 69, 75, 65. If he doesn't shoot that 75, I mean, he has there. a legit shot to win. If he shoots 72, it's his. Yeah. And then it's a whole big shit storm. But Wait. I think he and Spieth were a great pairing because they fed off each other and they both were just. Boom, boom, right at the end. I mean, 
Yeah, and so I, that was another frustrating part, right, for me to watch, obviously, because we ha- like having Spieth as a winner and then, you know, watching the third round and having him having him finish up, like shooting a 76, where yeah. completely from the weekend, not like what he's doing because he shoots a 69, then a 70, then a 76, and then goes off for a 66. Yeah. And, like, I was talking to some of my buddies. I was like, if, there, if you can find anything – any, any good numbers for your, um, for, for Spieth, you know, shooting under a 70, put it on him because this is where he's just going to come out and fly up the leaderboard. And he did just, he needed another round. Yeah. It's like him and Phil almost had a little side game. They may have had a bet, but they, uh, it was entertaining to watch. And I really enjoyed watching Brooks and Rom go at it. Uh, you know, they were both, very nice to each other. There's a couple of clips yeah. online of them laughing and talking and which shows, you know, that the whole thing was hyped up by media and TV well, and, and then everybody. Look what media did to blow all the, blow the slow play stuff out of proportion with, with oh. thing. and they're like, Oh man, like we know that Brooks really likes to get angry. So let's ask him this question and then let's, let's, let's blow it out of proportion. And that's exactly what they did. Cause like all you can see all over social media is Brooks talking about like, yeah, I think I think John went to the bathroom seven, <laughs> seven times, times and we were still waiting every every hole. And it's like Did you see the clips of uh him and Hovland together where I was on 13, I think Hovland was already playing us approach and Cantley hadn't even crossed the bridge yet. Yeah, I know that was that was another big thing too. Yeah, the video of of Hovland like actually chipping and the ball rolling on the green and then all of a sudden Cantley comes into the screen walking up. <laughs> I mean, Hovland's a fast player. Brooks is a fast player. Rom's a fast player. And it's like you get at your club, you know, you almost have to adjust your pace. But I think it's almost seemed too at that point when they kind of hit that slow play for a minute and Brooks had a second to breathe that then Rom kind of had a second to regroup too. Well, yeah, I know for sure. I think another guy that was talked about was Sam Bennett. Oh, unbelievable. Well, what we can talk about is play obviously for the weekend, but like when we were talking about slow play, yeah. What did you think? Like four or five times. What did you think about that? I, he was playing faster the first two days. And I think that he, well, he wasn't playing as well than the last two rounds. And so then he was really getting mental about things. I think the talk, all the talk of dude, you could still win this thing kind of like it already wiped off Sergeant. He had wiped off all the other amateurs and it was like, now he was actually in contention. And I think, well, now he's sitting that, there right between John Rahm and Brooks Kepka. He's like, wait a second, that, that the light was a little too big for a second. Yeah. And I mean, he's a college kid. He might've overdone the practice rounds and, but for an amateur to do that well was mm-hmm. pretty impressive. And like the commentators kept saying, I don't think we're that far off, off from an amateur winning a major because they get three chances a year. And I mean, I, this dude was really close. The closest I've seen in a long time since maybe Rom, I think was the next closest one. Yeah. I mean, and overall the kid really held his composure. Yeah. He was, he was fantastic all weekend for the most part. You know I mean? Obviously being, being a college kid still and being an amateur, all that, right. Like he's, he, he showed that in, in certain spots, but you got to kind of tip your hat to him though with, I mean, you look at who he was playing with all weekend and, and, and like, the crowds were nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. they showed cam- a lot of camera high camera views, which you don't see very often at Gusa, and it looked like there was four hundred thousand people out there. I mean, it was ten rows deep on every hole, and maybe just the crowd got to him. You know, I mean, 
you're sitting there as an amateur in the middle of a heavyweight fight for two guys that are looking to get, you know, an additional major in, but he held his own for a while. I was pretty surprised. I thought maybe that second round he would falter, but he kept going. And And it's not like he really turned in a bad card at all. I mean, he went 68, 68, 76, 74. I mean, at some point you were probably counting on him shooting over a 75 for one of those rounds, but yeah, even, you know, after a really long emotional weekend for him to shoot a, shoot two over in round four, you can't really can't really knock him for that. You know, I mean, no. it was it's because you know you want to talk about that too. Then it's like, oh, he shot a seventy four. Okay, well, Jason Day shot <laughs> the second second worst, I think, second worst round of the weekend, shooting an eighty and absolutely Ooh. like roar, royally screwing. I mean, it, it's just yeah. so dumb. How do you fall out of the top five all the way down to t thirty nine? It's just, it's Augusta, man. If you get in the wrong Max position, did the same thing. if you get in the wrong position on several holes and luckily it was wet and we didn't even see the course with fire like normal. I mean, yeah, if the course was firm and fast and the greens could, the greens still looked slow yeah. on Sunday. If they could have got those to more yeah. the way they were in the past, I think you would have seen a whole different picture. People, um, people talk about the greens and everything, but I still don't think the greens at Augusta get enough credit because they are ruthless. I mean, it doesn't matter where the pins are. You have, I mean, you have like a kitchen table area yeah. to put that thing and stop it. Guys were landing it exactly what they needed to do. But the problem is, you know, all the spin, the guys finishing that third round had the worst because it was so much rain, so much rain on some of the greens that it was holding water. So then they would hit their approach. It would just skid. And then that was sickening, but it did save a few guys from going way down in collection areas because they were so wet. Um, Mm -hmm. but like I had Sam Bennett on my, you know, like five guys to watch this week and he did T 16. That's pretty solid. I mean, pretty damn good. Yeah. That's not bad at Augusta. Oh, well, this week it's the RBC Heritage at Harbortown Golf Links in Hilton Head. That sounds fancy. One of the most celebrated courses on the PGA Tour, Harbortown Golf Links is both the crowning achievement of famed designer Pete Dye and design consultant Jack Nicholas. It places a premium on finesse, imagination, and shot making rather than strength. So we're looking for some short game guys here. Short hitters. I mean, it's a real to go from Augusta to this is like going from a driving range to a bowling alley. It's like really tight. Yeah, I think um, you're really looking at the accuracy guys here. Like, yeah, I mean, you need guys that are going to be really, looking, really accurate off the tee, and then guys who are who can hit small greens. Your boy Speed's defending. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, from what I can tell, this thing is has more trees per capita than anything else. Yeah, on the tour, there's trees, resorty fairways, trees with sand around them. I think I saw trees <laughs> like right up against the green, like branches basically hanging over the pin. Yeah, if I mean, you have guys like trees guy. Clear your schedule. Jim Furyk's won here multiple times. Snedeker, Kucher, uh, Webb Simpson, Wesley Bryan. Yeah, Webb Simpson, Stuart Sink won here in 21. Spieth in wow. 22. So it's not a super long course, but it are a super, yeah, like bombers course. It's just really tight. It's kind of sucks. DJ's not playing because he always played at this event. And he usually did pretty well. Yeah, I mean it's just under you know what par seventy one and just under seventy two hundred yards. So yeah. it's not 
it's not crazy at all. Like this is short compared to a lot of a lot of courses. I mean, it pretty much brings everybody into the field if you've got a decent short game and you're you know middle of the field iron player. Yeah, you don't got to be a three fifty off the tee guy. You can be a two eighty off the tee and still score. Second, second smallest greens on the PGA Tour. So yeah. they're 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 small. Um, I always feel like guys come here after Augusta and they light it up because well they they're hitting do, to such small the greens at Augusta are huge but they're hitting to super small targets so yeah they're well, usually dialed right they're, they're smaller smaller targets and then faster greens at Augusta because I'm looking here and it says like the stint meter is only at eleven and a half for this week so a lot lot small a lot uh, slower than majors right yeah. I mean yeah. So, so coming here, then yeah, you're, you're used to, you're used to the small landing areas and everything and having to keep stuff, stuff in certain spots. So I, I can see why guys come here and think they can play really, really without well. any issues. Yeah. Some of the guys who picked last week would do pretty well here. Well, it's, it's just crazy too, because like the guys that we picked last week overall, they didn't play bad by any means. They just fell, fell right outside of a yeah. lot of the spots where we bet them in and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like make a consolation tournament. Spieth, or, you Spieth know, and Montgomery this, or but. Spieth and Colin Morikawa are both top ten, which you had, and Shane Lowry's top twenty. Yeah. Well, we had two or three guys that were like a shot out of a top ten or a shot out of a top twenty. Yeah, I mean, out of out of my outrights, right for last week, I had yeah, T ten, T four, T ten. So yeah, they're, they're right there, and I, I and we're we're we've been like that every single week, <laughs> and that's why it's just it goes to show, I mean, how hard it really is to pick a winner. Um, and the fact that we do it enough. Yeah. You know, they, these elevated events have, I mean, even these more, are almost harder to pick the elevated events because it's like a majors field. Yeah. Yeah. Normally this would be like a TPC John Deere field with a couple of superstars sprinkled like a G- DJ right. or a Kepka or somebody like that. Because just for instance, let's let's look at last last year's results, right? Not nearly the field that is in there this year. You go Spieth and Cantley, right? That rounds off because they they played in a playoff last year, right? With Spieth yeah. coming out on top, but then it goes Varner, Poston, Cam Davis, Sepp Straka, Cam Young, Shane Lowry, Matt Kuchar, um, Van Royen was a T ten, Tommy Fleetwood T oh. ten, Joel Dahman, you know was was a was a T12. I mean, Joaquin Neiman played was a T12. So like Corey Connors T12, Scott Pierce T12. Remember last year when we were watching this and we were talking mm-hmm. about how like nuts this was? I mean, you're looking at these scores from let's see from the top top 12 top 12 guys are within 3 strokes of the winners. Yeah, it's that's, a that's insane. Event. That was so much fun last year. I remember watching this tournament and it's just back and forth, back and forth. I mean, there was, there's like 20 guys below there at like seven under or better, you know? Yeah. This is the kind of the week where Poston started to make his trend last year. Oh yeah. I'm aware. Yep. I had already decided when I read that thing about the short game that I'm taking JT Poston this week, (laughs) but we need, yeah, we need mental toughness. Cause I mean, you have a lot of guys that had a couple extra days off last week too, that could dial it back in. Maybe just went to Harbor Town early, like yeah, JT. Yeah. JT, did you see the tweets about him after yeah. missing the cut? About him, yeah. you know, like 
how how much of a psycho he is that and how obsessed he is with the game of golf that after playing so poorly and him waking up then the next next two days and all he wanted to do was turn on the TV and watch watch <laughs> the Masters. <laughs> Sunday was awesome weather. I wish they would have had that all four days, but me too. It would have made for an, it would have made for a ridiculous tournament. It was still really good Masters. Yeah, Don't once again wrong. we got another great Sunday finish where you had guys charging up the board. It was soft yeah. enough they could go be aggressive, so that helped. But I was hoping Hovland kind of fal- faltered a little bit. I thought he was going to kind of stick around higher to the board. Got a yeah, kind of crazy him coming out and firing 65 right away and then kind of just tinkering around with even golf the rest of the weekend. Yeah. He was yeah. on a heater the week before, though, so that makes sense that you would eventually taper out. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, before we get into these top 20s, 10s, and winners, here's a message from our good buddies over at Jazz Online Sportsbook Casino. And Jazz Sportsbook Casino and Racebook, the world's best resource for all-purpose online wagering. For over 20 years, Jazz has provided the best and quickest payouts in sports and entertainment wages. Live sports betting, covering all the major sports leagues, and even into the new and exciting world of esports. Down the stretch you'll come, with Jazz's online horse wagering. Get paid when you play with Jazz's fun and exciting online casino games. Go online now and use the promo code TSS for our new, members deals. Jazz Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook, the world's best resource for online wagering. That's the three food groups right there. Sportsbook, Casino, and Racebook. So, are we even going to bother with... uh, posting in our top 20 or are we just going to go straight to what who's on your top 20 list there uh adam uh, my top 20s let's see um my top 20s i have max homa at 130 um i just he had time and i figured this is a pretty good course for him and then i had ricky fowler at 230 with the week off last week i you know whether he took it to relax or whatever. He's just been on a heater, especially in these elevated events. He's played really, really well. Um, and then Poston at 240. Oh, that's great price. Yeah, Svensson at 500. And Stuart Sink at 900. And then I yeah. had a few extras, yeah, just guys that I wanted to mention that I don't think they'll maybe get there, but top 20 options is like Zach Johnson, Ernie Els, who's been killing it on the senior tour. Um, Robert Streb and Jim Furyk. You can get all those guys at 1100 or more. Jim Furyk, multiple time winner here. Not long tearing up the senior tour. Same with L's makes sense. Ernie L's man. He's, I mean, I remember Ernie L's from back when I was growing up watching golf with the old man. Yeah. He's killing it on the senior tour. I mean, same with most of those guys as they do. They just fire it up out there. Yeah. He was playing with Azinger back in the day, wasn't he? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. He's yeah. been playing for a while. <laughs> I love how you bring these guys. Like our, our guy, Freddie couples made the cut. He did. He played fantastic. He, he got did. in that shit weather and it kind of derailed this round, but I thought, Oh man, Freddie's going to make moves. He was top 10 for the first day and a half. Yeah, he was trying, man. It was it was actually a lot of fun to watch. Watching a lot yeah. of that tournament with my with my father in law, and we were we were kind of just chatting about it. And 
um, and with my brother-in-law and it was just really fun to watch. Uh, I mean, Freddie couples, cause they're showing all those highlights of back in the day yeah. of him and just, you know, walking all over that course. And then you go to the current day and it's like, wow, Freddie, you've changed, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. changed a bit. Yeah. But Hey, you know, like he played great. I mean, it was fun to watch him. Yeah. It's he, he played good. And like he said, at a U.S. Open course, he's not going to contend. But here, he just needs to shoot a number, and he can do it here. He had the right mindset about things, though, right? Yeah. Because he was talking about how he's like, I can't compete with these with these top dogs and everything. He's like, but I can't compete with myself, and that's what keeps me going throughout the whole round, which he's right, though. I mean, yeah, he's not there to win it, but he's there to be competitive, as competitive as, as possible. And I think that he definitely yeah. probably, you know, succeeded what he thought he was going to do yeah he's the oldest person to make the cut at augusta mm-hmm. so we've had nice the oldest and an amateur that's pretty good so yeah <laughs> yeah that's full circle stuff right there and t-dub made the cut too but just injuries that rain was the worst case scenario for him yep it was sad to watch him but I, then he, do you think it really has to do with that plantar fasciitis or i think, do you think so it's when it gets wet or when the weather's a little sketchy, that seems to really, when he can't walk as much, because that's the way it was at the open when he had to withdraw because he just can't walk. You know what I mean? That is some crippling pain right there in the foot. And me, I'm thinking, why, why, why are you wearing golf shoes? Like those, it's not to bag on foot joy. They make great shoes. I have some, but they're not the most comfortable to walk in. So yeah. why would you wear those? Wear tennis shoes. I mean, I realize he needs some stability in his shoes, but get an insert or something. But if he's out there in like a tennis shoe, like Freddie, he's mm-hmm. going to be able to walk more. And yep. you think that's poor a poor guy's that's, pride that's be gets a, in the way. He yeah, could, I was going to say, it's got to be an ego thing though. But he can take a cart at, for the PGA Championship. He can take a cart for the US Open. He just refuses to. Yeah, that's silly in my mind because if he wants to compete and he and wants JT to play at Tiger level. And JT and them are just like, dude, please take the cart. Like we want you to be here, but he's not going to be able to walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking PGA championship a month away. There's no way. It's kind of been, yeah, it's been the same story though. Now with him since he's come back after that, after that accident, right. Is, but you see daily takes car rounds. I mean, John Daly's taking carts when he plays in the PGA championship. Hell yeah. Well, he's got to have somewhere to hold all of his cigarettes. Yeah, it's just stupid to not take the cart. Like, I get it, your pride, and you want to make an even playing field. And if he wins, people are going to say, "Oh, well, Tiger won, but he was in a cart." Like, he doesn't want that. He wants to walk. I mean, yeah, he wants yeah. To be a tough guy. I mean, Ben Hogan used to notoriously like wrap his legs to walk after his car accident, and you know, struggled through rounds. And and today I saw a post where Jason Day said that. At the PGA Championship, when he had a WD, a screw from his foot popped through his skin. Oh, that, yeah, I remember that. I had to withdraw. That sounds like it hurts. That sounds utterly painful. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you got hardware poking through skin, that's not a good situation. Yeah, I don't think that's supposed to happen. <laughs> Who's your top 20 candidates, Smitty? I have Justin Rose at plus 275. Um, getting good prices here he's uh his last three starts have been pretty good he's been playing pretty solid golf he uh t16 at the masters and 
T36 at the Valspar, T6 at the Players. Um, and a big stat, too, is that he is 13th on tour um, with driving accuracy, uh, which is, I mean, that's pretty, pretty that's important. Good. Pretty important yeah. this year or this week. So I, I that really stuck out to me. Uh, then I have JT Poston at plus 240 just because of small greens, short game, approach shots. Like he's he fits that mold. Um, you know, uh, I have uh, Terrell Hatton uh, at plus 175. I've seen him on the leaderboards at recent events. Yeah, all of a sudden, last he, he's played somewhat poorly, you could say, right, in the last couple of events. But I mean, he's fresh off a almost victory. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, and you're playing, you know, but it, this track. is another Pete die course, right? Like, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like you can't count them out there. What and did I have on Hatton? Uh, plus 175. 175. Okay. And then I have, I have Shane Lowry at plus 150, just kind of quietly wow. playing some really nice golf. Up 20 machine. Yep. And then I have, um, and a little bit of, kind of between myself here, but I went with Cam Young at plus 120. Um, he's a guy that was contending a lot for a while last week. I thought that, you know, he was going to make that big jump and get into that, you know, top three, four guys to to make a push there to win it. Um, and, and he just kind of fell off a little bit there. But I think another ball striking machine that can really play well. Um, if you don't like the Cam Young, I, I do have – I you um Adam already mentioned Homa, who's a top twenty machine, but also, you know, I, I went if you don't like Cam Young, um, my boy Jordan Spieth at plus one fifteen. Plus odds on Spieth with how well he's been playing. That's that's pretty good. So there's I think there's a little to that. And I, I think the main reason is he's he flat out came out publicly and said that he's like running on fumes. But when he says stuff like that, and then he he's a weird dude. So like he's gonna say he's running on fumes he and come out and just absolutely yeah. scorch because he's played nine out of the last eleven weeks. I think yeah. he's the Zach Granke of golf. Well, he's the problem is very like, odd. I feel like they had these elevated events events bunched up too much. I mean, we played mm-hmm. three back to back, and then we have a major and then another elevated event. It's like, dude, we you got to look at the schedule. Like you can't. Rory's not playing this week because. It's back to back. I mean, the dude's gassed. This guy's played match play and then come here and, and probably just completely gassed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a tight driving low. course. Yeah, and of course, they, he doesn't usually play. Mm-hmm. He played some extra holes during match play, too, didn't he? Yeah. He played yeah, like 92 know. holes or something stupid like that. Yikes. It's Wilt Chamberlain numbers. <laughs> what do you got for top tens, Adam? Uh, Matt Kuchar at 400. Cooch, former winner. Former winner. I mean, um, come on. Narrow course. He's a straight hitter. He seems to have his game coming back around. Um, you know, almost 400? won two weeks ago. He's had a week off like Fowler to kind of, you know, dial in what they were off to not win those events. And then I also had Fowler at 500 uh, for a top 10 because he's been solid all year in this elevated events. Uh, Justin Rose at 600. Oh, we're getting a consensus on Rose. I like it. Webb Simpson at 900. The dude's already won this year and straight course past winner in his wheelhouse. And then last one was Adam Scott at 1100. Played pretty decent last week. I mean, he's a Mm -hmm. ball striker. 
it's kind of course this length, he could probably hit four iron all day long and score. So that's exactly the kind of guys we're looking for. Yeah. Good with the irons. Well, so I try Smitty? to anticipate Smitty's pick so people get some variety. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, don't that's... I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> that's true. I think Smitty has Rose. I bet he does. And Cooch and Fowler. <laughs> He's changing him. I can see his pen moving. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. He's going I'm to just, his alternates. I'm, no, I'm doodling right now. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just listening to you guys banter. He's drawn that S that everybody draws on their desk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so my top 10, um, I have Justin Rose at plus 600. Ha. I mean, those, the way he's playing and this kind of course. Yeah, six and, one? I mean, that's that's good stuff. Take it. I have uh, JT Poston at plus 550. You know, Adam, talk, Adam said something before about that, right? This is about the time where JT starts to fire it up. And he's already been playing really good golf overall this year. So, yeah. It's perfect spot for him. Um, I also have I also have Terrell Hatton at plus three sixty. You know, um, again, you know he he was runner up at the players, and it's another another Pete Dye design course, and you know somewhere that he's going to feel comfortable playing at, and um, he's shown that he can. He's shown that he's a super big competitor too on the course, and I, I think that I, I like that about him. I love the fire um, and him wanting to win. So I, I wanted one of the first guys to help. Yeah. I wanted to pick Hatton and I just knew you would probably pick him. So I kind of stayed away from him, but he was kept eyeing me. Every time I flipped through DK, I was like, Hatton just stands out every time. Yeah. It's kind of, that's kind of where, where it was with me too. Um, then I have Jordan Spieth at plus two forty. Uh, I'm going to ride, ride mm-hmm. that. I mean, he, I know, I know he's played a lot and he's, 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 you know, at some point he's going to have a bad, he's going to have a bad tournament and that's, you know, it's, it's fine, but I don't want to not be on him. And all of a sudden he comes out in a, at a course <laughs> that he obviously played well last year to win where he's going to feel comfortable, even if he's tired. Okay. So speed yeah. at plus two forty, Um, and then I have Colin Morikawa at plus 200, um, with, oh, with Morikawa, you know, had some really nice pushes this last week at the masters. And, um, you know, he was, 26 last year and uh, was seventh in 2021 here at, at the RBC. So I, I think that uh, this That's is somewhere that resume. he feels, he feels pretty comfortable playing here. So yeah. Spieth might just be telling us he's tired to add drama to his win this week. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and I did, I did write down there. If you didn't, if you don't like, I had more, I had Morikawa there. And if you don't like those numbers for Morikawa or for Spieth, um, I did have, uh, <clears throat> I did have Max Homa, um, in that top 10 spot. But speaks like a guy like Sam Burns where at Valspar, he had one good round and then just like took off and speed. Maybe that Sunday round just like gave him a little extra. Yeah. He gets that. He gets his second, third win there and yeah, continues to go up. So, but yeah, I mean, if you don't like those last two that I had with speed Morikawa, I like, I do like Max Homa. Um, and he's at what plus two eighty, uh, but that's not, not an official bad. pick for me. That's not bad. Um, well, should we do an underdog pick'em contest after we do winners? I like that. Okay, 
let's do winners then, and then we'll do that third two. Yeah, yeah that's about right. Adam, who's going to win this thing? JT Poston? I didn't even put him on there. I just <laughs> it's burned me way too much lately. I'm going to give him a 20. If he gets, you know, ends up top 10, then I'll bump him up a tier next week. If uh, he wins when we're at the John Deere and I have a hundred dollars American on him at 34 to one, it's going to be a party time. Yeah. Uh, so I went with speed that 2200. Love I just it. Feel like that final round. Like, yeah, I saw something yep. there. Some fire. God, you know, Rory got me with that all year last year after he played that final round in Augusta. I was like, yeah. oh, he's going to do it again. He's, I mean, he did win that. like three or yep. four times after that. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I, like I went that. with Max Homa at 2,800. I just feel like decent week last week, bad week, whatever. Um, and then Scotty Scheffler at 850. I feel like he played terrible last week, and a guy like that hasn't played bad two weeks in a row. Same with Rom. Two weeks in a row hadn't happened. Yeah. Um, and then JT or Justin Th- Thomas at 2,500 uh, had an extra few days off to relax and rest and feels like he's on the outside looking in with Scotty Rom and Rory. And then my last pick was uh, Cam Young at 2,200 just because he's such a good driver of the golf ball. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put JJ Spawn. He was a pretty long shot, and I didn't know if he was going to be tired from last week. But uh, that's another dude that's just a phenomenal with the driver. And but Cam Young just—I mean, it feel like every week the guy's like right there. Yeah, and you watch you watch Cam Young play, and it's just he doesn't do a whole lot ever wrong. Nothing special. He just puts it in yeah. the fairway and wedges it around. Right, he's like he's not flashy he's by any out. means, but he's so solid. Like he he rarely screws up. And even when he does, like he he's a pretty good scrambler with the yeah. golf ball too. So he's like a Max Homa type scrambler. He's not a, on speed level, but he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like Homa and Young are pretty close on that up and down range. Yeah, it They're looks not, like you're gonna have to be pretty accurate from the yeah. yes. I think that's it's a big, 14, that's a big thing. I don't even know how you get to the green on 14. It just looks like trees. <laughs> Maybe it was 13. I was looking at the course. There's like a river running along the whole fairway. I couldn't even quite tell where the hole was in relation to the tee box. I'm like, well, good yeah, luck. It's a tight track. I was just going to pull it up. Doi. I got Doi again. Oh, yeah. 14 yeah, I mean, just a short par three. The fairways are the fairways are 16th narrowest on the PJ Tour. I mean, it's what it says 33 yards average width, which Obviously, wow. there are 15 narrower ones that, and we've talked about some of them already this year. But I mean, that's you already talked about the trees and everything like that that come into factors in thing, and then you talk about narrow, narrow ass fairways too. I mean, it's that's yeah. it's pretty. Sh- and it looks like a lot of these holes set up for a right-handed draw, so that's where it gets a lot of these guys because they all prefer to play a fade. <clears throat> uh. That's the in-depth shit you get when you get a pro on here. Who do you got winning, Smitty? All right, my outrights I have. Um, first one I, I'm going to talk about is uh, Patrick Cantley at uh, plus 1,200. So he is – I would have had him on the rest of my list, but the problem is, is you know, I 
there's so many other guys that are, it's like you can really make your money with, right? I mean, Cantley was only plus 130, I think, for a top 10. So I'm not doing that for a top 10 there. Um, and uh, Cantley has four top 10 finishes at this event. Ah. Um, and he has, he has, so four top 10 finishes. Like, let that sink in a little bit. That means he's played this place pretty well. And it's so I think that he's going to be in and around contention all weekend long from the start. And I feel like, I feel like he's probably, not that you can ever tell if he's happy or upset um, when he's on a golf course, but I feel like afterwards he was pretty disappointed with how his fourth round went at the masters. And I'm hoping that that propels him forward here to want to really come out strong right away. And then um, I have Colin Morikawa at plus 1800. Um, just again, you know, contended for a while there at the Masters, looking for him to continue to play strong and even increase his his uh, play here um, at this course. And then I have Spieth at plus twenty two hundred because everyone knows why. Um, and then uh, struggled. I had a whole, I had like five or six guys that I could have put into this, and you know, luckily um, Adam said a couple of them already, so. I'll go with what I have written down. I do have Victor Hovland at plus twenty two hundred. Uh, he's a he's a guy pretty that, good after his. Yeah, yeah. Just ran out of picks. He was my next guy. Yeah, and that's kind of where with like you put you put home on your list, and I didn't yeah. this week. So it's it just yeah. He he burned burned me pretty bad last week. Obviously, just with how he kind of f- filtered out. But yeah, um, Victor Hovland. He's what the question mark for him has always been, how is a short game going to be and everything? And I felt like he kind of answered some of those mm-hmm. questions at one of the biggest stages last week and short game looked pretty good uh, and was able to, to, to knock in some putts. And, you know, anytime you shoot a 65 at Augusta, you're doing some, something right. All it looks like he's practiced because all they do is bag in a short game. And I mean, he practices at two of the best places in Oklahoma as far as short game facilities. I mean, he's practicing at, Oklahoma state facility and he's practicing at Oak tree national. And it's like, dude, those short game areas are legit. Like he's clearly worked on something because last year he was terrible at shipping. Yeah. I feel like with, with Victor Hovland, I feel like he's been around forever. Right. But he's only been a professional on the PGA tour for the last, what, four years, I think it is. And he's only 25 years old. So he's still coming into his own. Like people, people try to group him in with like, I feel like people try to like group him in with like the Spies and the JTs of the world and everything. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like five, six years younger than, than, than those guys. So yeah, he's like the Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Matthew Wolf group. He's like just coming into getting comfortable on the PGA tour. And you know, nobody is, nobody else is Scotty Scheffler. So, and even Sam Burns for that matter. But like, Victor is right there with those guys. He's, he's in, yeah. he's there, you know? So, um, you know, maybe this is his year where he really starts to come out. I mean, he's got like, I think he's got seven wins on the PGA tour, you know, and I'm sure he would like to, to, to get to double digits at some point pretty soon. So, um, and then next I, I am moving forward here to, I have, um, it's not often that I go this way. You guys know that. And, um, John I go. Ryan. I went Justin Rose at plus seventy five hundred to take a big. Whoa! Shot. Yikes! How um, great would that be? Big swings, big swings. But again, you know, if this is his kind of course, and I feel like he's going to be there, 
Yeah. If he can hang in the top 10, he could have himself a good Sunday. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, and then, so this is where, you know, then the last, if you don't like Justin Rose there, you want another long shot. JT post it, man. A plus 6,000. That's insane. So that's a four unit play for me. Right. And those, those like I said, like Rose is my official play. Poston was, you know, a guy that I wanted to mention. And, you know, uh, Adam already threw on Max Homa on there, which was another guy that I was talking about. Justin Thomas is a guy on the radar too um, for me, but I will not bet him until he shows that he can place in the top 10. <laughs> yep. And a big shout out to all our people on Rumble watching. We got a shitload of people over there. That's our people right there. Uh, go over to underdogfantasy.com after you hit the follow and subscribe button, of course, unless you already did that. Then you're a favorite kind of person. You can go to underdogfantasy.com, use code plus money, all one word, plus money. They'll match your deposit up to $100. Okay, what were you saying, Adam, for a Kool-Aid man in there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He was so blown away by the number of views over on Rumble and by and by the deposit match that he forgot what he was even talking about. How many we got viewing in right there? I don't know. Producer like, Chris 30, has like uh, thirty thousand. At the most, we're at like two hundred ninety. We're up in the high two hundreds. That's pretty Let's good. Go. Not bad. Not bad. That's a bunch. That's a bunch of winners right there. Now, let me pull up my underdog fantasy app. Yeah, I'm already filling it out. <laughs> I, I put it, I put together I put together um quite a few of these every weekend just because every and every round just because it's a lot of fun and obviously you got to go all the way to the twenty times your money so well yeah the first two ones that I clicked on right away I had was uh was Jordan Spieth higher than four and a half birdies because of the point that Adam brought right is that sixty six at Augusta on Sunday. He's got to yep. be feeling that feeling pretty good about himself right now, um, tired or not. So I, li- I like that. Um, and I do have Patrick Cantley as well, over four and a half birdies. Um, yeah, if you would have bet over under three or four birdies on Saturday, you would have been like, uh, I don't know, because there was not many birdies in that rain. Yeah. Here, here's, an in- back. here's an interesting one. Okay, just because of who he is and how streaky he was to show us this last week, right? And we just talked about him was Victor Hovland. Higher or lower than two and a half bogeys. Ooh. He doesn't make a lot. He's a par machine. A tricky course. He had let's see, he had three bogeys on Sunday. He had four on set uh four in round three and two in round two. Just going back to his last three rounds. So, I mean, that's a little bit intriguing. Otherwise, he's at four and a half birdies. Cam Young's at four and a half birdies. But I like the Cam Young under 68 and a half, I think, strokes. Yeah. He's way too good to to not shoot mm-hmm. 68. Someone we didn't talk about that I hope he doesn't play well just because I don't like him because I think he's the biggest dork on the PGA Tour is Matt Fitzpatrick. Um <laughs> But I've seen his name a couple different times at some of the stuff I was looking at and um, just statistically and everything. But I just uh, I can't I don't even like look at either. I can't even look at him, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, nobody picked Rom to do anything this week, which is surprising. Yeah, to keep I don't know. Shots I some wins okay. again. Score, I'm having four wins already. I feel like last year when guys got to four wins, they just bottomed out like Scotty Scheffler. 
I'm having a master's hangover. I told, I texted you guys today and yeah. the way through the day. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm hung over from the master's still because I, I couldn't get myself to even look at anything for this tournament because I was still thinking about the masters and it's like, wow, that felt like it was a, felt like it was an eight day tournament rather than a four day tournament. And yeah. I couldn't even imagine just those guys dealing with that weather going up and down, like going from that beautiful 87 degree yeah. day on the par three to yuck. Borderline tornado situation. <laughs> trees falling down. We didn't even talk about that. Trees falling down during the oh. during the masters. Like, what is going on? The oh, craziest man. thing was is the trees fell. It was not five minutes. They had guys, 10 guys with chainsaws. And within yeah, a yeah. half hour, they were already loading the tree up. And it's like it's the <laughs> most efficient. And my buddy was like, I guarantee you could go to that exact spot where those trees were tomorrow, where the root balls came up. And he's like, you would never know there was a tree there. Yeah, ever. you wouldn't know. No, it's like they'll fill bed. it in. They'll put pine straw over it and you would never know there was trees there. <laughs> That'll be that. Man, that'd be a sweet lawsuit if you catch a little branch and you get to sue Augusta. Yeah, or or would have gotten absolutely destroyed and split in half by one of those three trees that fell over. Oh, that would have killed how does, somebody. I cannot believe that. I would have made it real easy. I would have been like, look, I want zero money. I want Berkman's place passes, five of them, five to ten, whatever I want every year till I die. And then yeah. when I die, my yep. kids get them till here's, they're dead. Here's the that's greatest, the greatest yeah. thing ab- about the Masters, money. right, is that patrons are not allowed to run at Augusta, right? Oh, so yeah. the if there were, awesome. if there, yeah, if there were any, any people that ran away from the trees when they were falling, did they get kicked out? I don't think in that situation. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but uh, you were caught, you were caught running from those falling trees and uh, running is not tolerated here at Augusta. So you are banned. I bet the yep. four people that had their chairs completely flattened had brand new ones the next day. Yep. No I questions a, asked. But I would have asked, I would have for sure asked to take those chairs home with me. The ones that got smashed. Like, yeah, I'm going to. Oh take yeah. Those. Yeah. We'll, eBay we'll those. Do something with that. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a display model or an eBay situation. I saw on Twitter or Facebook, a guy got off a plane. He had two masters chairs and he got off the plane. He was so tired. He forgot him. He ran back and. They told him that someone who said he was with him took him and said oh, he was no. going to give him to him, and he went alone. No. So, oh no, are gone. Masters, master stuff. You got to keep that close. Yeah, it doesn't even get stolen when you're at the course. It's a crazy thing. You, it has a little s- slot in there where you put your business card and you just set your chair and you just leave it and you go walk to the clubhouse. You wow, take your chair out. So the guy that chair stole out those thirteen chairs. and then walk to the clubhouse. You'll come back front row if your chair's sitting there and you just pop back in your chair yep the guy that stole those chairs then obviously was not there yeah nope i have no i have my first my first underdog here that i just kind of put together so take it or leave it everybody but um so i put i i went with terrell hatton at under 69 strokes um shane lowry under 69 cantley uh i have at higher than four and a half birdies Cam Young lower than 68 and a half strokes, and then Jordan Spieth higher than four and a half birdies. Um, and like I said, I usually play around with this and I play and pick some different things. Um, this first one I went with, you know, 
guys that I like and think are going to play really well. And I was, so I go obviously with the lower strokes and the higher, um, higher birdies and everything, but I usually go the other route too and pick some guys that I don't think are going to play very well and try to hit something there. Um, and these are all for like a dollar or two that you do at a time. And so, I mean, if you put a dollar on it, those five and you win, you win 20 bucks. Yeah. So you, you took the birdies with Cantley. Yep. And then what did we do with Cam Young? I went lower than 68 and a half. Lower than 68 and a half. All right. I'll just lock that baby in right now. Load that up. Absolutely. It feels yeah. so good to be back in a non-gambling state, but fantasy sports state where I can actually at least do underdog to where when I was in the jail or prison of St. Louis, Missouri, and they, I couldn't do either. After going through Illinois and like throwing all kinds of stuff on DK, once I finally could put official bets in on there. <laughs> and I'm just like, my wife was driving and I was just like on my phone, just like oh, looking on stuff. Oh, like oh, we're in at this. We got to the hotel and we stayed when we stayed in Illinois that first night and I'm sitting there just clicking on stuff. Like, yeah, I'm putting in some bets here. <laughs> It's like a kid in a candy store, you know. Well, you can't watch while your wife's driving, so you know. Uh, no. If you let her drive, you can't watch while she's driving. So you've got to, you know, that's a good time to do bets where you don't have to pay attention. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Don't look out the window during left turns. It's not yeah. going to be good for you. All right. Here's our picks, quick and concise. Smitty's top twenty: Rose, Poston, Hatton, Lowry, Cam, Young, and Spieth. Adam's top twenty. Homa Fowler, Poston, Svensson, and Sink. Some, uh, what you call, honorable mentions. Zach Johnson, Ernie Els, Streb, and Furick. Smitty's top 10. Rose, Poston, Hatton, Spieth, Morikawa. And Homa's in parentheses. He doesn't count. Adam's top 10. Cooch, Fowler, Rose, Webb Simpson, and Scott. 11 to 1. Smitty's winners, Cantlay, Morikawa, Spieth, Hovland, Rose, Poston, Adams, Winters, Spieth, Homa, Scheffler, Justin Thompson, Cam Young. Boy, be nice if Rose won this thing, wouldn't it, boys? No kidding. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> or, J- or JT if he wins to JT Poston. That'd be good. Big JT Poston, guys. All right. Thank you, people, for listening. Thank you, everybody, on Rumble for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We're going to be doing a bunch more stuff over there, so get used to us. Um, Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all your hard work. We do appreciate it, making those lists that win us money. If you haven't already, subscribe to this channel. You're already here. It's really easy to do. You can tell people about the show. That'd be great. Maybe uh, throw us one of those five-star reviews on the Spotify, whatever you want to do, whatever, uh, however you want to love us. We'll take it. We also got a Facebook group. We got a TikTok page. Just search Plus Money Golf. You're going to find all kinds of cool shit. All right. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday night for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.